You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All righty. No mutt today. It's just shine. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. As I already said, no no Mutt. Mutt is somehow still on vacation. He took all of last week off. I then got sick, and now he's not in again. And it's just it's it's just me. Uh Shime is here, but I did make sure to bring in an expert today. I didn't want to do this all by my little old lonesome. Instead, I brought in a member at DraftKings. A gambler extraordinaire at this point, uh, and a good friend of the show and, and of mine. That would be the one and only Nick Fryer. Fryer, what's going on, bud? I was told I was going to be on with Mutt today. What the hell is this shit? I'm out of here. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'm, what is it? Come on, man. Hey, you know, play- it's not, this is not John Anderson. No, you're playing in the G League today with Shime. Sorry. Uh, unbelievable. You know what, though? You can tear it up. That's, that's, that's what matters most. Okay. Uh, you know, I'll be like Taco Fall. I can live with that. All right. <laughs> So the Red Sox of late have been stumbling tremendously. Uh, They have not won back-to-back games in the last two and a half weeks. Uh, After a hot month of June, they have had a terrible month of July. They take on the Guardians tonight, the fourth game of the series, currently down 2-1 to in the series. Your pitching matchup for tonight, Tristan McKenzie versus Cutter Crawford. Uh, Sox currently minus 155 on the plus one and a half run line. The total in the game is nine. A little weighted towards the over, not really all that much, just minus 115. Uh, The Guardians, minus 125 favorites on the money line. Fryer, I'm going to start with you, my friend. Any analysis, thoughts on the game? Uh, Do you have a pick for us on tonight's game? Yeah, so we've got two things that I've been looking at. Uh, one prop and then looking at the total, too. I like the under on this total. Um, okay. And the big reason being, I mean, Tristan McKenzie has been absolutely dealing this month. Um, and I know the Guardians have hit the over a few times in some of his starts, but not because of anything to do with his efforts. He hasn't lost an outing um, at all in, in July. Um, and then you look at Cutter Crawford, too. Like, he's what, in his, since his, um, in, in his last, I think, his five starts, six starts, the under is three, two, and one, so not great. But he's done really well in all but one of those starts. So it's not like the under's happening because of him. Then you match him up with McKenzie. And I'm like, okay, you know, and the Guardians don't have great numbers against right-handed pitching this month. I know they've had some big games against the Red Sox in this series. But still, I look at that and think, okay, like that, that's where I'm leaning towards the under. I can't, do, I can't pick on the uh, money line or run line for this one, unfortunately. Yeah, I have no feel on the money money line or run line either. I, um, I, you know, part of me just wants to bet against the Red Sox because you just look at it and they are just reeling. I mean, between all yep. of the errors from Franchi Cordero, the bullpen <laughs> issues, left and right, it, it just seems kind of like a mess. So, it, it, you know, I, I, it's not going to be my official pick, but I would lean Guardians uh, just on the money line there. But uh, the pitching prop I'm going to bet – 
I ended up going with a different different prop than I originally came in with. Originally, I was going to actually go with outs recorded for Cutter Crawford under 15 and a half. Um, but, oh. but I saw that it was weighted a little bit at minus 145. I didn't really feel like that was good enough value for me. So instead, I'm actually going to go with, which is shocking, now I'm going to turn it positive on Cutter Crawford. I'm going to go over four and a half strikeouts at plus 115. Crawford averages oh. like one and a seventh K per in, inning. Uh, and so my thought is he probably gets just close to that five inning mark over four and a half K seems like it's very much in play um, for a guy who has done a pretty good job at striking batters out um, in his limited starts for the Sox this season. Uh, so that's where I, my pick is going to reside today. Fryer with uh, cutter Crawford over four and a half strikeouts. Your thoughts. Oh, wow. We are like on opposite ends of cutter Crawford today. That is wild. Um, because I, the, the prop that I was leaning towards was the over on his outs total um, at 15 and a half. Really? Um, he's, in his last couple outings, he's gotten that. And like I said, the, 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 the Guardians, like, I'm, they, they haven't been hitting right-handed pitching all that well. You look at hard contact rate. You look at their ISO. Um, they're right around where the Red Sox are on the month. And the Red Sox did have Devers for part of this month, too. I mean, they had that game against Crawford, you know, Garrett Cole and everything. So I like the over on his outsole. That was the prop I was leaning towards. But when you look at the under, too, part of why I like the outs uh, in this one, too, is I don't like his strikeout prop because the Guardians don't strike out against right-handed pitch in a whole heck of a lot. So like that, like, to, that to me, is going to help his pitch count. Not that you know, they could take him out on an early pitch count or a short pitch count, but he's usually, if he's getting there, he's going to get to his six innings, get over that uh, you know, five-inning mark. But, yeah, they, they don't strike out a ton against a righty shine. Yeah, and that's a fair point. I just felt like in his last six starts, he has four, six, six, eight, three, seven. Uh, when it comes to mm. strikeouts, so he's only missed that total twice, and one of them against Toronto, he he almost he almost hit, yeah. and he went six innings. If he goes, if he hits that, my thought was, is if he does hit the over on that outs recorded prop, and I would have been wrong on that anyways, I think he also in turn will hit that K's prop. But I also think there's a higher chance if he doesn't hit that innings prop, he can also hit the K's prop, which is why I leaned mm. more towards strikeouts uh, than innings pitched here. So you are sure. on the total in this game. Uh, under nine, under the total, Yep, under nine, and then uh, Crawford's outs recorded, and then also, in fairness, too, with the strikeouts, you can't, I mean, the under is at minus one fifty. I mean, that's uh, you know, that's a little too much juice for me. Yeah, that's fair. I agree. Uh, so I also wanted, you know, I when I got to know you originally, uh, you are a big basketball guy, so I had to get your thoughts. The current rumors swirling around <laughs> uh, about Durant to the Celtics. Uh, and and Jalen Brown being you know propositioned to be in the trade original trade package or whatever. I I want your thoughts. Mutt and I have talked about this briefly, but are you interested right now with all this news going on in placing any kind of Celtics futures bets? I know it's it's you know a far ways away at this point, but whether it's to to win the NBA championship at you know four and a half to one or to win the East at just over two to one or even their wins total. Um, are you interested in playing any of those anticipating acquiring Kevin Durant or even without Durant? Are you interested in playing with those? Yeah, I don't think you can like bank on that going either way at this point. I think it's, it's just like, you know, I, I, as much as I mock Windhorse largely, I do think he made a good point when all this news kind of came out. Like this was probably presented a while ago and then it came up. And the Nets were probably like, hey, like this was the best offer we had. Let's go and push this pressure, put the pressure on the Celtics. Let's tell Woj, let's tell Shams, 
and like get and get like that going, and then it's going to make Jalen uncomfortable in Boston and kind of force the Celtics hand a little bit. So I, I don't. I mean, it doesn't mean it couldn't happen. Um, and obviously, if they do, I wouldn't be stunned if we see like the Celtics at like you know minus a hundred or minus minus one. Sorry, minus hundred, minus one twenty to win the finals, which we never see like preseason numbers like that. Um, but at, so like yeah, plus four fifty. If you think they're going to go and get Durant, I would take that. I absolutely would. I just think it's too uncertain. To me, I think the conference finalist is probably the, one of the better ones you can get right now. Um, the favorite for that is Celtics Bucks. Then it's Celtics Sixers. Um, you know, we know it kind of comes down to a roll of dice when, who, where the seedings are. Can make it a little more complicated. You could see, like, the Celtics could be the one seed and the Bucks somehow are the four, and that could kind of throw things off. Um, that said, I do think it's Sixers, Celtics, Bucks right now for the top three teams. Again, I'm going to disrespect the Heat, but <laughs> Celtics plus 600 to play the Bucks in the finals. Celtics, uh, you know, plus a thousand to play the um, the Sixers in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. Excuse me. I think taking one of those two right there, if, or maybe sprinkling it on both, um, you get a, you get some great value there. Awesome. Yeah, I, I have been hesitant to play any Celtics futures just because I feel like there's so much unknown. Brad Stevens has said that it's, you know, our roster is basically our roster. We might add a couple role guys along the way, but there's nothing major coming down the line. But then all of a mm. sudden Brooklyn is uh, allegedly Brooklyn is leaking this this trade offer, their best offer that they've gotten so far being Jalen Brown and a couple other uh, pieces for Kevin Durant. So I, I just don't know exactly where the Celtics stand at the moment when it comes to being in or out on these big trades. And so for me, I just can't I can't find it within myself to bet on the Celtics. If anything, I actually want to bet like their win total under just because I feel like they might be due for a little regression. I, I don't necessarily mm. believe that they overachieved last year, but at the same time, uh, to string back-to-back tremendous seasons together, I, I think could be difficult, especially seeing as they started so horribly in the first half of last season, that could easily happen here uh, at the beginning of next season coming off a uh, finals appearance against the Warriors and a loss for that matter. Yeah, I don't think that logic's uh, – I, I agree with that logic. I mean, looking at – just taking the under on their, their win total just because, um, it, like you said, there's just so much hype around them right now. You have them as the favorites to win it all, and I'm not saying that they can't do it. Um, I do think they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals, but yeah, like, that, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go into the playoffs as even the three seed. You know, I do think it's going to be them, Bucks, Sixers as the one, two, three in some capacity, but that win total could vary immensely. Um, but I do think, and that's why I think right now the only way to really go to go about it is like, okay, do you think the Celtics are going to make the Eastern Conference Finals? All right, then then you have some serious value on trying to bet on who is going to be their opponent because I really do think that. It's just going to be a two-team game. I think even if Durant and Kyrie stay in Brooklyn, uh, they're they got like I, I just don't think they can string it together. They can't stay healthy. Kyrie can't play sometimes. You know, and at least in Toronto, still who knows what that's going to look like next season. But sometimes he doesn't even want to play. Um, and then Miami, like they play hard, but they lost PJ Tucker. That's a pretty significant loss. Um, and I just like again every year, I'm, I'm pretty much every year going to doubt them until they add like one more superstar just because like, you know, you got three of the teams that now are pretty top heavy now that you, you know, Harden and uh, Harden and uh, and beat are going to be together all season. And and the other reason I lean win total too is they have like the highest win total in the league right now, at least. So their number isn't on DraftKings, uh, which I find peculiar uh, because, you know, sports books always tend to either know things or feel doubt more than the rest of us. But on FanDuel, at least it's 56 and a half 
which uh, the highest one on DraftKings is 52 and a half, and that's the the Suns, the Bucks, the Clippers. So I to mean, me, geez. 56 and a half is just way, way too high um, for a team with a lot of possible volatility here uh, left in the offseason. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I mean, geez, that's. Yeah, I mean, if, it's, if they have Kevin Durant, then then we can talk about taking the over on that number. But operating under the assumption that they're not going to, which I, I mean, like, you know, if I if you have to make me pick one that like, gun to my head, like, then I'd probably say they're not going to get them. So I'd absolutely take the under on that one. That's an absurd number. It's absurdly high. I completely agree. So uh, for our listeners out there who can shop multiple books, who have that option, maybe you're in Connecticut or New York or wherever you happen to be, uh, if you can, there you go. There's your number right there because DraftKings currently doesn't have it listed. I assume when it comes back, it would have to be close to that. Otherwise, they're waiting for this Kevin Durant news. Uh, like a smart book. They just don't want to take any money on it. That makes sense to me. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of smart bets or not smart bets, uh, I happened to make a bet uh, just about uh, just shy of two weeks ago here. Uh, my brother got married down in Connecticut. Um, that was what started our podcast hiatus before Mutt went on vacation. And uh, and so when I was down there, I happened to be at the casino, which in Connecticut, they have sports books at the casino. It was a wonderful time. I live bet the Mets multiple times and won both times. So it was, it was great to be able to just walk up and cash my ticket right away. Um, while I was there with my winnings from those Mets bets, I... Uh, I played a parlay. Now, I know parlays are a sucker's game, but I felt like it was a little, it was fun. You know, it's a nice little pizza money. Only it was a $5 parlay. But my, <laughs> my goal here, Fryer, was to try and predict all of the NFL divisional winners. Okay? Oh. So it's an eight-leg eight leg parlay filled with divisional winners. Uh, these are my eight winners. Uh, let me know which one might lose it for me, or if you think it was outright stupid because I have a team on here. So my teams were the uh, Buffalo Bills in the AFC East, the Ravens in the North, the Colts in the South, and then my wild card here was the uh, Las Vegas Raiders to win the AFC West. You get them at like 7-1. to one. And then in the NFC, I went the Eagles, uh, the Packers, the Bucks, and the Rams. And so that parlay right there, uh, a nice little $5 parlay wins me about $4,100 if it hits. Uh, Fryer, your thoughts. <laughs> Man, okay, wait, what, was the, what was the West one? The NFC West, excuse me? Uh, the NFC West, I had the Rams. The AFC West, I had oh. the Raiders. Okay, so yeah, right, that one, no, that, that one stuck out. Uh, the, uh, the NFC East, I think, is going to be the one, if, any, if, any, if there's only one that ends up screwing you over, it's going to be the NFC East just because it is such a crapshoot every single year, and I have no faith in any of those teams ever. They, like, they get so much coverage, and it's such a joke every year. Like The only thing that should be covered is the, the monstrosity that, that the, are the Washington Commanders because of their stupid owner. But other than that, I mean, I, I, AFC West is like, I don't know about that one. The North's the other one, too. Like I, 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 Look, I think the, the, that's a bold move on the Raiders. Um, I would go with the Chiefs there, and maybe you sacrifice a little value. But the, the AFC North is the other one where I look at that, you know, no disrespect to the Titans, but I feel like uh, when you're looking at the South, but I feel good about the Colts there. The North, though, is such a tough division. I mean, it's always knockdown, drag out. I mean, obviously the Bengals last year and now the Steelers every year. Although, this is not, never mind, Roethlisberger's gone. Sorry, that's, that's over. So Yeah, now it's Bengals, Mitchell there, Trubisky. Ah, I feel better about that. I feel better about that now, knowing Roethlisberger's gone, even though he was, you know, past his prime. Okay, 
So yeah. tough one, but okay. To me, the AFC North, it came down to a two, it's a two-dog race, right? It's the Ravens and right. the Bengals. The Browns are a massive question mark with Deshaun Watson. May or may not play. Who knows no. for how long yeah, he's no. going to be suspended for. Uh, Vegas is still, you know, they have the Browns at plus 275, which to me indicates that they believe Deshaun Watson will play the majority of the season. Um, but I just think... Lamar Jackson is in a contract year. Uh, he was on yeah. pace to have one of his best, have his best season since his MVP season last year before he got hurt. I don't. I I'm hoping and praying Lamar doesn't get hurt this year uh, because if he doesn't, I believe this Baltimore Ravens team is going to be electric. Uh, as you said, the Colts I felt like were a pretty much lock. I'm starting to get worried and. and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm starting to get worried about the Packers bet. Like, I know it's Aaron Rodgers. I know he's a back-to-back MVP. I know they've won 13 games, what, like three straight seasons, and they're a minus-190 favorite to win the division. But all of a sudden, like, I, I am feeling more confident in the Vikings. So <laughs> it's like this weird thing. Like, they're bringing over the Sean McVay offense. Kirk, Kirk Cousins is going to be in an offense that he succeeded very well in in Washington. And then Justin Jefferson is just primed for a massive, massive year. So for some reason, I'm scared of the Vikings all of a sudden. The AFC West to me, total absolute crapshoot. The Chargers are getting too much hype. I feel like a, too many people are down on the Chiefs. Not enough people are in on the Raiders, and then the Broncos are like appropriately hyped. But I just, I personally don't have a ton of confidence in them. Their first season really kind of being together. Um, so I, I felt like I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take the best value on the board here. Grab the Raiders seven to one, uh, and then the rest of them to me felt very chalky. Right, the Rams, Bucks, super chalky. The Bills, super chalky. And then, like you said, the NFC East. It's really the Cowboys or the Eagles to me. I guess the the Commanders or the Giants could make a push, uh, but I just don't buy it. And so I always feel like people tend to bet on the Cowboys more than any other team just because they're the sure. Cowboys. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with the Eagles. I like Jalen Hurts. They acquired A.J. Brown. I like what they did in the offseason. And I just said, screw it. I'm sending it. So whenever I whenever I like approach parlays, usually I'm like a same-game parlay kind of guy. I definitely like that a lot for basketball. You get like – a points prop that you like, you know, and then just bump it down a little bit, maybe, you know, lean on assists or something like that. I do it with football a little bit too. Like I know one, one of the ones that I liked last year was like a Stafford, uh, you know, bump down his yardage total and everything like that. So I, I try and not go for those big bang, big bang um, parlays like, you know, you might or maybe like um, Gresham Keith might. So if you cut Shine's parlay in half, everybody, if you go with just Bills, Bucks, Rams, Chiefs on DraftKings Sportsbook, that's plus uh, 10.91. If you take the Chiefs out of it because, you know, Shine thinks it's a wild card, it's plus 3.33. So not getting this, like, insane value that Shine's getting, but that's some pretty good value there where it's like the Bills, Bucks, and Rams, just those alone at plus 3.33. I mean, those are all very chalky teams, and you could be, I feel very confident now. And, like, I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation because I like this bet a lot right now. Especially the Rams, to me, feel like the best value on the board. You're getting them at plus money to win the division. They just won the Super Bowl. They got better. Yep. They, I, I guess they technically lost Vaughn Miller, but they added Allen Robinson uh, to replace Robert Woods. I just I, the Cam Akers is now going to be healthy for an entire season for them. I feel like this Rams team is getting better, <laughs> and yet they're plus one twenty five to win that division because for some reason Vegas is very big on the Forty ers and Trey Lance, who is officially the starting quarterback now. By the way, it is no doubt Shanahan came out and said they are in on Trey Lance. They're moving past Jimmy G, and yet somehow the Forty ers are still plus one fifty to win that division. So to me, I think if you want to build any kind of 
three, four-leg parlay on division winners centered around teams like the Rams and the Bucks, I, I, I re- and the or the Bills, I, I think that's a really, really good play. Uh, I'm stunned that you don't have any Mac Jones stuff out here because I know you're just the biggest Mac Jones fan ever. And Belichick said he's gotten even better in the offseason, if you can believe it. Yeah, yeah. You know, Belichick said dramatic improvement, so... I guess I guess we'll have to wait and see about that. I'm I to be honest with you, I gotta look at his passing touchdowns prop. I didn't have it in front of me, uh, but I would I wouldn't I may not has it's twenty three. Oh, it's twenty three and a half. Okay, so basically what they did is they literally took last year's stats and just upgraded them just like a hair, which is exactly what I think will happen because I just I think. The, the chaos with Matt Patricia being your offensive coordinator. I don't think Mac Jones will get like exponentially worse. I also am firmly in the camp that he won't get exponentially better. All these Dark Horse MVP people need to go buzz off. Um, so 3,900 <laughs> yards and 23 touchdowns seems very realistic to me. It's basically just what he did last season um, with a mar- very marginal improvements. So I won't be making any any bets on uh, Mac Jones props, unfortunately. But I, that I am, is mind-blowing. I, I did not com- see this coming. Yeah, I am combing through the player props, though, uh, coming up later in this, this actually, in the month of August. Uh, Mutt and I will be breaking down a ton of player props that we love um, because I have found a treasure trove of opportunity Ooh. for uh, people willing to bet on the NFL season. Fryer, I want to say thank Ooh. you for coming on today uh, in a pinch. Um, I am without Mutt, so I needed. I went to the next best expert I could find, and that'd be you. So oh. I appreciate you joining me today. Uh, that, that means so much. Thank you. We're happy to be here, Shine. Uh, uh, that is the BetQL Podcast. You can find us anywhere you subscribe to your podcast, whether it's the new and improved Odyssey app or it's on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get us. Just make sure to hit that subscribe button. You'll get a notification that a new episode is in your inbox right when we post it. So please feel free to do that. You can also hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Friar, give the people your Twitter handle. Uh, Nick underscore Friar, F-R-I-A-R, like Providence College. Perfect. Uh, you can hit Fryer up on the Twitter. You can also hit me up at Chime Time or at Boston BetQL uh, on Twitter as well. Fryer, again, thank you so much. Everybody, we will talk to you tomorrow. See ya.